0: One two six what? One two six what? Hey, one two hey, six hey. Hey. what is up, everybody? How you living? My name is Adam, and of the podcast Good Riddance. All right, I'm not gonna that going to keep going. That was a bad one. Man, it's been a long that time since, really since we had bad. a free. need to brush up on that. All right, fuck you guys. <laughs> Episode one twenty six. Sims and Lefko back at it, feeling good. Josh Sims. It's Good to be here. Yeah, it is good to be Uh, here. Just so everyone knows, we are recording this on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Uh, For the next three weeks, uh, we're going to have to record on Tuesdays because I have... You're kind trips. of a big deal, huh? Yeah, and I'm just happy this year it's not because of weddings. Because well, I would not have been able to take your mm, making fun nah, of
1: me. Challenge flag out. Challenge flag out. Where are
0: we going on the third Wednesday? Well, the third Wednesday is a bachelor party.
1: Oh, uh, a.k.a. wedding bullshit is what you're telling me. More wedding bullshit. Yeah, but, at
0: least a, but the bachelor party will also be the same week as McGregor Mayweather. Right. So I don't think... Th- like, I'm not a huge fan of bachelor parties, but when you add that to the mix... Oh, I'm very whole another level, and these so are guys I've known Austin, since Texas, I was two. Too? Yes,
1: oh baby, <laughs>
0: yeah. Remember last don't year? Did you my go to Austin last year? Uh, we had they had such a good time. Another guy in that group got married. Yeah, and... It's
1: become like bachelor heaven. It is. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah,
0: I don't understand. Very trendy. I am down because it has a lake, which I think a lake or two day is perfect. Right. I'm not a fan of going out to the bar. With the bachelor party guys, I hear because you. it's like I'm surrounded by Austin. You're getting married. Ho, ho, let's get shots. T- shots. Sh- 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 yeah, let's sh- let's end up buying drinks for girls. No, like I don't want to do that. Yeah. like I want to sit at home and little sit on the lake and grill and do other things. All that right. I can't well, you about. can't
1: do that. You got to go to downtown Sims. You've been on a lot of bachelor parties. Uh, only a few. A few. Some good ones though. A lot of shots. 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 The Shanahan one was a great <laughs> one. God. <laughs> it's a great Where did you guys did you bring go that for that? We're in Vegas. Oh, I can't. There's too Three many days? things that went on on that. Yes. There's
0: what role do you think Sims plays in the bachelor party? Is he the party starter? He's definitely not the organizer. Yeah, I, I'm a little. Every trip one. needs an organizer. I'm
1: a little of. Uh, the party
2: starter to a degree,
0: but now then
1: I'm,
2: you go to bed when you want.
1: But I'm a little bit of the like common sense guy. Like, like I know a, what he is. People used to make fun of like r- there was a rumors that I partied too much when I was coming out of the NFL for college. Right, oh, that was the scouting. That was report? like one of the one of the teams was like, well, we hear you party a lot. And I was like, you know, that's funny because my friends make fun of me for never partying. They go, what are you going to do, sit at home and watch Shrek? Like <laughs> that was literally my mo. But it just shows you how those things can start. Did I party? Sure. Did I smoke weed and drink a little? Okay, yes, I did. I was a college student, but I certainly wasn't like out and about every night of the week.
0: Sims' role in the bachelor party is when you go to the first bar. And all of a sudden, drinks start coming, and they goes, "Who got this round?" Sims is there, reapplying the money clip, and going, "Gotcha." Yeah, that's his. <laughs> round that's one. his role. He gets the first round, but somebody needs to get that going. Yes, your first round. I am guy.
1: A, I am a get her going kind of guy. Yes. You're right. You're yeah, right. you're
0: not like, let's get out of the hotel room. But right. when you get down there, yes. first round's on Sims. Yeah, let's get it going. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't dip our what toe it, in. You think Josh is the organizer? Like of course. I, would I had almost, the
2: whole spreadsheet last year. You, I showed it to you. I
0: would want Josh to plan the events of the bachelor party. Now I don't need him to enforce all of the trips right. but I need At him least to make call the Yeah call the places set up the things <laughs> Yes. Get the whip <laughs> crack the whip.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> That's a good sound effect.
0: Uh, let's get into uh, 26s. 26. And I know, let's start off with a person that tweeted. Omar
2: Henry at Bushmills underscore OH, 26, Omar. Clinton Portis and Rod Woodson. Yeah. And then Omar Henry said, pods like this is why BR is taking over ESPN.
0: Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed that Thank tweet. you, Omar. That was a good uh, tweet. Uh, what 26s do you have? Well,
2: my favorite 26 all
1: time is my man, Dwight Smith from Tampa, Florida. Tampa right. Bay Bucks. he was 2-6, right? Whiteface is what his nickname was. Um, yeah, he called him Whiteface because he was a light-skinned black guy, and he was so light that when he was growing up, people called him Whiteface, and that was wow. his legitimate nickname, right. Uh, so, man, 2-6. That's
0: interesting.
1: After that, though, because I—Levion uh, Bell, right yes. Bell's the other 2-6 that comes to my mind right away. Lamar is a 2-6. Yep. Um Damn, no DBs that I can think of right now.
0: There's a lot of good ones.
1: Is there? Yeah. All right. He All right. said Rod Woodson, but yep. hold on. Oh, hold on.
0: There's, no. You know what? They're not great, but they're guys from the early 2000s that, from my Madden days, I really enjoyed drafting. You're going to go, guys. oh,
1: wow. All right. Go ahead. Rattle them off.
0: All right. So let me just cross off the ones. Uh, currently, uh, Tevin Coleman. Damn. Uh, Darian Stewart, mm. your underrated safety that yeah. you love. Uh, CJ Spiller. Uh, Mark Barron, Casey Hayward, Trey Waynes, Marcus May, Logan Ryan, and Brashad Breland. Okay, so a lot of like B plus NFL players, right. more B to be honest. All time, shout out to my guy Lido Shepard, a fantastic twenty six. Lido. Uh, I'll never forget when the Eagles in that draft took Lito in the first, Sheldon Brown in the second, Brian Westbrook in the third, right. and Michael Lewis was also in the second. I think second. that was my draft. I think that and was... Brent Selleck was in that draft. Was no, that no, 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 oh three or
1: 04? I can't. It was oh three. Yeah, it
0: was me. Game franchise changing draft. Right, Deshaun Foster. Ooh, Carolina I've Panthers. I've been thinking 26. about him
1: the whole time, because like, was the twenty six running back that? I, yes, that's who. Deshaun it was.
0: Foster. Who was he in the backfield with in Carolina? Oh,
1: I mean uh, number forty eight. You know, um, Stephen Davis. Yesterday. Stephen Davis
0: and Deshaun Foster. That year they made the trip. I feel like there was another running back on that team, too.
1: Uh, Well, I'll just say this. Early in my career, when I first saw those two in person, I was like, wow, this is a phenomenal tandem. Like, Stephen Davis is one of those guys that, like, TV didn't do justice. He's huge. And then you were like, wow, his feet are, like, I knew how good he was. When he
0: was on Washington, he used to kick the Eagles' ass every year. Safety Ken Hamlin Uh, on those Seahawks teams, great. Napoleon Kaufman. Oh, man. Deuce McAllister, Mm. underrated running back. Yep. We said Clinton Portis. Entrell Roll, uh, another Carolina running back, Deshae Townsend.
1: Gosh, I wouldn't have known
0: that one. Uh, Antoine Winfield, really good corner. He was. And then a running back that, when I think of Terrell Davis, I think of this guy, Robert Smith, mm. running back for the Vikings. Where if they won it that '98 year, and he kept playing football, he's a guy that we think about now. He went back and got like what his doctorate, yes, and really smart guy. I, I think about that now about a guy retiring and going into what he did, and now he's on college football yeah. all the time. Yeah, he was really a little smart. ahead of his
1: time too. I mean, he was a hell, hell of a running back. He really was. Good out of the backfield catching the ball too. I mean, those teams that that Minnesota team was stacked. They really were. All offense right. Especially.
0: Let's get to a little quick news and notes that I just saw online today. Mariota's going to play Saturday in the preseason opener. I think it's amazing that Mariota and Derek Carr are already back yep. and we're still like. Cam Newton and Andrew Luck. were still waiting. Breaks
1: are better than ligaments. You know hey, what I mean? Okay. You know, they are. They really are. When it comes down for an athlete, at the end of the day, you'd rather have your bone be the thing that got mm. broken. That'll heal up, get strong, and then you can just worry, let me just strengthen my ligaments instead yeah. of having the ligaments actually broken yeah. and going, let me tear them, you know, put them back together and then start from square one.
0: Uh, other guys, uh, I want to say congratulations, Brandon Flowers retires.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Really good, good
0: career, 31 he- years old. That seems to be the age where DBs are calling it quits. <laughs> Now. Man,
1: when I was in Denver, B. Flowers, and then, oh. what was that, gosh, 09, uh, him and Sean Smith were like these no-name guys, and I was in Denver, we used to play them, and I was like, man, these
0: corners are legit, who yeah. the hell are these guys? And From uh, DBU, Va-Tech. Virginia Tech, yep. they had a good run. Uh, Brandon Albert Told the team he was going to return Met with them on Monday Now the Dolphins have officially placed him on The Jaguars have officially placed him on the reserve retire list So your first thought was He's trying to get that money back
1: Well, I'm guessing the Jaguars said Well you have to write us a check for $3.2 million As far as your guaranteed money that was paid to you Through the Dolphins already Now mm. we have that contract So you have to pony up And I'm sure he was like
0: oh, Well I guess I'll play left tackle again $3.2 million check
1: I'm not writing that
0: Exactly and that's uh, not
1: going to fly with Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone. You think they're going to let him no. back in that locker room? If they do, I'll be disappointed in them. Because thats the, they're trying to change the team down there. We
0: saw Malik Jackson's face. They're not letting any of that shit slide. I would, I would be shocked. The fear on his face right. when Coughlin and Marone's name came up yep. was unbelievable. Right. Uh, Brand, uh Anquan Bolden is officially going to Buffalo Brandon yes. Bean saying it they, he believes that he will help build a culture in Buffalo which is interesting so Brandon uh, so Anquan Bolden is going to become the Vince Carter of the NFL
1: I think he's very capable of that of just being around Anquan Anquan is like he, he approaches the game like a quarterback he really does except he'll fight you if you say something wrong that's where he's different than a quarterback but he is a definitely a tone setter for an offense Takes mm. no crap. Remember he was the guy I saw that one day I told you about it, in the forty ers camp where he got he was getting in a fist fight and Harbaugh just jumped in, in the middle of it. But I I can't remember who it was that day. He was he was Gosh, who was he fighting? It was a big guy. I was like, yeah. "What the hell are you doing fighting him?" But he wasn't. That going That was back the, down. the fight you said Harbaugh, Harbaugh jumped, just
0: jumped in. In, Friend right? of the podcast
2: as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: here's a little whoa, big off, whoa, big off season. So Jimmy Graham is down from 280 to 260. Yes. And I read that he read some advice from Tony Gonzalez saying, at the end of your career, you need to lose the weight. Yes. Uh, the reason that I like that is. Jimmy Graham I feel like put on the weight to become a Seattle Seahawk a little bit, but he needed to stay a New Orleans Saint. yeah and I think the Seahawks can be really good. Your number eight team. we'll get to that in a second. yeah if if they can get him and CJ Procise and Russell Wilson doing that little three man option. Now you
1: got a team, hey, and 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 um, he's a really big guy. I, I just you know, and I know I've told you this yeah, before. When we
0: saw him in person; it was insane. Uh, that's what I mean.
1: People just don't realize how big Jimmy Graham is. He is naturally a bigger guy than Rob Gronkowski. Uh, but the but the other thing I'll say too, you know, uh, my experience with losing weight with guys as they get too old, it can be a good and a bad thing. Like I was around Derek Brooks when he was trying to lose weight, and. You saw Ray Lewis, what he did at the Musker. Yeah. They lose some of their explosiveness sometimes within doing that too. So there's a fine line sometimes because you almost become frail. You're getting older. and you right. go, Losing the weight doesn't add explosiveness back? Not always because you're at an age now where your body's just not as muscular as it naturally was at 24 and everything like that. You're 36, you're 37, those kind of ages. Now Jimmy Graham's not quite there yet, but I always, when I hear losing weight at that age... Sometimes it's not always the best positive thing that can happen to you physically. It's interesting.
0: Uh, Ravel Darren Ravel from ESPN, their business reporter, uh, said Cutler would have made four hundred to four hundred and fifty thousand at Fox, mm-hmm. and he's making twenty five times that with the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm just curious, broadcasting wise, four hundred, four hundred and fifty for the number two team at Fox. Does that make sense to you? Is that is he was the number two? Well, team? he was with Kevin Burkhart and Charles Davis, so I think that's the two. No, team No,
1: they're the three team because the uh, first team, the second team, is John hey, Lynch. Right, you're right. So oh, no, no, wait, John Lynch, John Lynch is gone. Exactly. So I think who, the number two team. Yeah, you might have been right then. I don't even is know. Does that
0: n- number make sense to you? Four, uh, d- I really
1: have no clue. There is such a difference in broadcasting between the number one team, yeah. networks. The number one team gets paid sick money. Everybody else is kind of just, it depends how long you've been there, if you're good, how yeah. they value so you. So if
0: you're Charles Davis and you're making $300,000 less than that, is that news okay to well,
1: you? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to have to just suck it up and yeah. say, yeah, I'd like to keep
2: my job. So. um, um what were we going to say there? There was one other thing I was going to say there. Talk you about Fox. Uh, oh, well, you brought up something to me before we walked in here that you wanted to talk about.
0: Um,
1: no, De- we'll get to that no, later. We'll to He's going to okay. bring that
2: up. But, uh, okay, we're good. Which one? The Dead Zone?
0: No.
1: There's no. another D. Right, Darren Dalton. All right, let's get about about into that. it. Okay.
0: One of my favorite Phillies of all time, catcher Darren Dalton, a.k.a. Dutch, wore number 10, was right. the leader of the Phillies in their 93 run when they made that worst-to-first run to the to the World Series. He was part of the Florida Marlins in 1997 when they won a world title. Yep. Uh, and, you, and Philly was in mourning yesterday. Right. And you're looking more at brain cancer, and you said, man, there's a lot of guys on that early Phillies team.
1: Right. If you look... Yeah, I just I read a funny article about saying like all the people that have died on those Philly teams and and uh, can you look it up, Fendrick? While we're here, like uh, uh, Darren Dalton and maybe cancer. I don't know how you would say it. So I'm certainly not trying to
0: screen past. Right,
1: I'm not trying to downplay the importance of Darren Dalton's death. He was a really good baseball player. I mean, I grew up watching him too. I do have a special place in my heart for brain cancer as well because brain cancer. I had my aunt and my uncle both die of brain cancer on my dad's side and. Really, to have multiple cases of brain cancer with people you know each other are like in the trillions as far as that happening. Like, when you tell doc, when I tell doctors that my uncle and my aunt both had a brain cancer, they're like, Are you kidding me? In the same family? He's like, That doesn't even happen. Really? So, that's when you know that there was something in the environment. Now, my grandmother, you know, God rest her soul, she smoked cigarettes when a lot of her kids were yeah. in her stomach. She worked in a factory for Ford, uh, and they were around a lot of crap in their own life so I sometimes go well I'm sure some of that played yeah. into maybe what happened to my aunt and uncle but I know in this whole thing you'll interject in a second yeah. but there was the concerns my mind went brain cancer first of all what do baseball players do they got cancer in their mouth almost all game long right with the tobacco and stuff like that and then I also thought of the vet the old stadium and like is there something in there was there an asbestos or whatever else but go ahead Josh sorry well
2: yeah I'm just reading the uh, the Yahoo article and it said he was not the first former Phillies player to do, uh, die of brain cancer Tug McGraw John Vukovic Ken Brett and Johnny Oates that, all died of brain cancer as well that to
0: me well I, when I see the stories that have come out the last few years talking about playing surfaces and how those little black pellets right. cause a lot of health issues uh-huh. and then I think about all the issues in the vet over the year and how you were in essence playing on concrete I don't want to know what kind of substances they put in between the concrete and that awful astroturf to keep it from moving Then you factor in the amount of stories where players would boast about water dripping from the ceilings Ugh. And rats the size of cats inside veteran stadium and how it was like that for the last 10 to 15 years I think about what was in the locker rooms. I think about what was in the air Now that you say this it does make a lot of sense and it's really really scary because what happens then is it's the same thing when I think of CTE. Mm-hmm. These guys were probably told that it was fine. Why would they think that they were being put in harm's way in an environment where they go to work? Right. Because then you want to point your finger and go, who's to blame? Right. Who's to blame? And then it gets angry. Yeah, it does.
1: But right, We're going to find but, this as, as we get older, I think you're going to find this uh, as we get off sports for a second, just like yeah. – We're going to find this a lot, because I think in the last hundred years, we've had a number of, whether it's food, machines, the way you build your house. We just said, oh, well, yeah, these things are bad for you, but nobody's eating or breathing, them. we're just living around them.
0: In my my pantheon of things we're going to look back at and go, no shit. Number one is cell phones, which you talked about before. Uh, My highly rising number two is avocados. (laughs) Uh, this has the,
2: been Lefko's theory around the office the last four years. He hours. loves this avocado thing. I'm not there's buying this one. In the,
0: there's nothing in the world right. that's all good. Right. I hear you. The, 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 the serving size for avocado is actually a half an avocado. So everyone's out there eating two. Yes. That's were my Were you there thing. when he- my number, your... three, my number three is now for my girlfriend, uh, protein powder. Oh, I hear you there.
2: I mean, how can 30, that be- 30
0: grams of protein in one sitting, and we're just consuming powders. I get you. I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Were uh. you
2: in the office yesterday, Sims, when Lefko was talking about watching some video of like a Venezuelan farmer injecting vegetables with... With
0: Oxycontin. Am- yeah.
2: So that's when... That's Freaking when, me That's out. when your avocado thing... I'm, gro- I'm so happy we're that, talking well, about this. The,
1: okay. That's when the avocado <laughs> thing can be dangerous. Because You're right.
0: Because I'm going... More than stocks in America, the price of avocado continues to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And when demand gets really high, farmers start to do crazy things to improve their to improve their crop and make it look a little bit crazy. I think they're going to start doing crazy stuff. I'm
2: going road. to my meeting. You guys hold keep on, talking hold on, about will vegetables. Will you do some
0: tweets? Will you get two before go. you go? I gotta go. Will you get two before you go? I, I can give you one. No, yes. no I, I want to stay on this topic we for we We'll get second. back to it in a second. Let's just get one tweet with Fentrix. Okay. okay, here Fine. we go. He's going to miss the theme song and everything.
2: Oh, man. I know. Okay, what meeting it. is it? I got to go. I, we'll talk about it Just later. Just get out of here. Adrian
0: Arellano at adri
2: 12 What situation and guaranteed money would it take for Mr. White Boy Supreme Sims to return to
1: the oh. NFL?
0: Oh, It wouldn't take a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> fine. What's the number?
1: <laughs> you I come mean, back
0: for five? D- what? Would you come back for one? Mm, no, probably not.
1: Okay, really? yeah, let's play yeah. the game. Two, it's not, it's not a difference maker enough. I mean, two I'm not gonna like ruin everything I've done here at Bleacher Report and started this two media and a career half career to where I'm going in the right direction. To two, go. And oh, 000, 000. two and a half, uh, a million dollars. Two and a half. No, I don't think three I would. and a half. Yeah, I think you'd have to give me three and a half or more right now. All I right. like where my all NFL
2: teams three and a half and then, million dollars. And then
0: what's? Let me show you your power rankings. Yes, would you go to the Jets? Uh, they're not even there would you go to the Jets <laughs> they're at 32
2: um,
1: I, would I go to the I would go to anybody okay. if they pay me the right money yes I mean, you guys are fucking crazy alright All right. I'll be back in 20 minutes alright thanks for making us so important in your life we appreciate All right, I'll that I'll save
0: I'll save the new theme song that has come in I appreciate uh, for you. when you come back thank you and we'll get to I more. want
1: you here for the environment stuff I mean, you're an are idiot. Are we doing
2: more environment
0: well, stuff? Well,
1: we, no, were, we got it. onto it just about this oh, whole thing God, with the avocado. You well, tuning out. Well, do, do going into the farm thing, we talked about this, right? I know. Yeah. The whole farm thing, first of all, and this is what drives me crazy yeah, in the world. Mike, do pa- right, you back. want me to
0: get into the bean thing? Well, the bean thing. So, Mike Petticano, big hire up here, sent us an article about how they've done some experiments and they, they did some statistical work. I can't believe we're going this deep into this. That if everyone switched from eating beef to beans, from production and all that stuff, the world would. Would like pass the Paris Environment Accord.
1: We, our country, all we would have to do is actually just stop eating meat, and we would pass but that's it. Nothing not else would happen. be done. No, I know it's not. Of course, it's not. But it just shows you that first of all, we have a meat problem. Okay. Well, yeah. That's a huge issue. Yeah, it's and good. The healthier version is it. it it's 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 overrated. It's not as good as everybody makes it to be. I agree. Um, and and we have other more sustainable things like beans that are better for our planet and better for the people themselves. But what adds into it even more, and this is, listen, I try to be as independent as possible. I've, I've voted in five elections. I've voted Democrat three times and Republican twice, okay? Yeah. And I really didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Hillary Clinton this year, but I couldn't vote for what's his name. So- but this is my issue right now. With He's the, very forgettable. Well, no, this is my, <laughs> this is my issue right now with like even uh, especially maybe the, I want to say the Republican Party degree yeah. because farming, Wall Street, and pharmaceuticals are everything that counts to them and farming is such an so into the all meat three issue. Of those things scare me. And they're all big Republican backers. Like if you look at anybody who's getting paid in Congress and Republican, it's those three those three corporations are dominating that side of the co- talk. And I have friends who are political people in the world who are on the Republican side, who are friends with the Bush family, yeah. and they would tell you the same thing that the Republican party's too held to that. But what drives me crazy is we talk about what can make you healthier. I know you're so annoyed with this topic. Um,
0: I just don't know. What's but going the on.
1: other thing is the Gulf of Mexico, right? I but lost we, my pen. Because you were talking about the, f- the farming, right? Yes. Well, the huge issue, the Gulf of Mexico, I lived down there. Every summer, we had the red tide, right? The red tide basically is this huge fungus in the water that just kills everything in its way. Okay. Fish, plants, whatever else. This year, the dead zone's bigger than ever. It's the size of New Jersey. In the Gulf of Mexico, it's disgusting. The Gulf is kind of gross in a lot of ways. But- The reason why, the biggest reason why, Tyson Farm, all the farms that are there along the Gulf of Mexico, they let all their pesticides and all the crap in the world and all their stuff they make to their cowboys, cows on steroids, and it runs off into the water and it kills your wildlife.
0: Here's my big question uh, for all of this in the end. I know I have no control. I know I have no control. And I know that people out there are going... Man, if, I, if all this stuff is true, you know, what can I do to be healthy? Because I have no control, because I can only eat what's available to me. The fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I, like, Am I supposed to just be ignorant to it all and just be like, let me just live my best life, or am I supposed to fight for it? I don't know. I, I, I have no control over these, these huge, huge, huge corporations. Well, okay,
1: but we can continue to talk about it and fight that way there. Right. And, 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 oh, and, like and talk. enlighten people. And, and so they understand what it's going on. Yeah, you know
0: what? If I have people come up to me on the street and they're like, you know what? Your podcast, it's been really weird. Like I like football a lot and I love talking about it, but you've also caused me to eat a little bit healthier and like be a little bit more aware. I'm down.
1: Oh, I mean, thank you. I mean, I don't know okay. if, if you're happy. Do you want people to listen to us and get dumber and
0: stupider? I mean, i don't so no there's too many ways for that to happen right. to them. In well general. we'll make them dumber and stuber in some ways i'm not upset at you all right good. i just wasn't ready for all that you know me i have like four pages of shit and then yeah I'm like, i know i know all right so i have a story that i'm curious your take on patriots have already shipped playoff tickets to season ticket holders which is crazy yeah and they didn't include wild card tickets because you know they get buys i love it i mean For for a team that doesn't like to talk about the future or predict things. It's pretty uh, ramble. But I mean, are are any of us going to say they're not? Of course not. I'm not. No.
1: I mean, if there's ever a year to do that, this is the team to do it. And right now, I mean, it's...
0: Fine. If there's ever a year for me to actually root against the Patriots, this is the one. Because, man, are they going to be cocky all year. Yeah. And they should be because their teams... I, I don't know if I've ever seen a gap between one and two... Like this year, yeah, I agree. Like even last year, it was man, the Cardinals could be dangerous again. The Panthers didn't lose anybody, and then you had all, the, and then like if you would have said, if you would have said before the year, oh, and the Cowboys are going to go thirteen and three, you'd be like this, the, and the, the Seahawks will be great. But okay, so your power rankings came, yeah, out, yep. and you are now Mister Power Rank for Bleacher Report. Mister how Rank. does that feel?
1: Uh oh, it feels good. It's good to have like a title. They, and they put on
0: Instagram your power rankings and didn't even say Chris Sims's power rankings. They said Bleacher Report's power. Rankings,
1: wow that's and it was yours okay that's cool is my name in there anywhere
0: i don't not it's an instagram post all right so there's nothing like that i mean
1: i guess that's cool
0: so your number one team is the patriots yes your number two team is the giants yes your three team is the steelers yes your four team is the Chiefs, which I found very surprising. Mm-hmm. Your five team is the Falcons, which I found very surprising. Yeah. That is going to be, I think, the team that I bet against the most. That, like, if I was doing stocks, that's going to be the one that I'd short, right. is the Falcons. I heard Peter King talking about it. I heard everybody talking about how they're motivated. They're coming back, and Dan Quinn's pushing all the right buttons. And I'm, maybe I'm biased, I think the Kyle impact is going to be so much bigger than people are even thinking. That's
1: what I think. Am I, I right? Well, I've had people make fun of me because I say they're kind of being going to be good. Uh, I said they're going to fall off from last year, but they won't have Super Bowl hangover. And I really mean that. They yeah, they're
0: going to be a 9-7, and seven, maybe yeah, make the playoffs. The
1: Super Bowl loss is not going to like overly affect them this year. What's going to affect them is like what you just said. First of all, their number one weapon was Kyle Shanahan. I mean, they set records last year, yes. what they did offensively. Uh, number two is their division... Maybe the best in football. I mean, hands down. Mm. I, I I would I would say that it's them or the NFC East. I think those two maybe if about to take quarter- the AFC think West. Think about the
0: quarterbacks in the South. Come on, Cam Newton. Yeah. James Matt Winston. Ryan, Jameis Winston, and Drew Brees. Right. I mean, holy shit.
1: That's what I mean. So I think just from that standpoint, say this. you're going to lose another game or two.
0: I think it's really hard to know what we're going to get from the Falcons defense this year. I love the signing of Don Terry Poe. I think their young linebackers are fantastic. Their corners are great, and their safety play with Keanu Neal is fantastic. Yeah. However, they played with a lead every game last year. I don't know if they're going to be up 30-7 to seven because Kyle Shanahan's not there. So how will that defense do when teams really have to pound them in the face? They prepared for it. Yes, getting Don Terry Poe, right, and and some other big guys in the front. Sure, but
1: Jack Crawford, that was a great signing. Yeah,
0: but they're going to have to play different this year.
1: I I, I get it. And it's,
0: stylistic, you they're not going to be able to rely on that again. That's just my my curiosity. I no,
1: I think that's it's that that's the question about them in general.
0: So here here's the other thing that I look at. So I look at your list. Giants are two. Yeah. Uh, I I have more faith-picking teams at this time of the year that I really like their O-line. So I like the Steelers more because their O-line's been the same thing. Uh, The Giants, Giants, my main
1: point was this. They're in the conversation for best secondary, best receiving Mm. core, and best D-line in football, and all Mm. three of those. Whenever you're in that conversation – You're going to be good.
0: Let me round out your top 10. You have the Cowboys at 6. You have the Raiders at 7. You have the Seahawks at 8. You have Washington at Uh 9, which I think will shock a lot of people. You have the Ravens at 10. And then you have the Lions at 11. So I would say to people, and the Titans at 12. I would say to people that don't listen to our podcast a lot, Washington at 9, Lions at 11, Titans at 12 might shock some people. And where
1: the Green Bay Packers
0: are. And the Packers are down at 14. Right. Uh, Other teams, you have the Texans at 16. The Bucks at 18. You have like the all those teams are Man.
1: better than probably where I've ranked them, but I have to see a little more to believe it is what I've kind yeah, of Yeah, number done
0: 32, you have the Jets at last. You yeah. have the LA Rams at 31. You have the Browns at 30, who they might be the team that I bet on a little bit this year. I hear year. you.
1: There's no doubt. There's a lot of things to look at. I love their offensive line. Yes, Hugh Jackson's a good offensive mind, no doubt about that. The defense has got bigger up front. You have
0: the Colts at 26. I'm sure that's because we just don't know what's going to go on with I'm Andrew really scared Luck.
1: right now. I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to play week one or week two, so that that's scary, yes.
0: Who? I'm, I'm sure people have looked at your power rankings and people can see them online. Uh, has anyone contacted you, and what teams do they say you have, too high, too low?
1: Oh, I told you, I mean, I got a lot of just friends in general. A few of my NFL friends, when I, they first saw it, they were like, man, Packers at 14? And then I got, like, responses, like, r- not long after that, like, you know, because I just went, yeah, the Packers are Aaron Rodgers Incorporated. That's what they are. And they, were, and they were like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, the team's not that great. They just have number 12, so you think mm. they might be great, and which they could be. They can go from anywhere to 14 to 1 if he's playing out of this world. But uh, even so, no, it's hard for me to look at the Packers and go, hmm, you got better this year. No, they lost two Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Yes, yes I know they got Martellus Bennett. Their defense, they lost Micah Hyde. Uh, they lost Julius Peppers. They've lost a few players there. And then they've substituted young players for them, which I think right. are good players in the future, but I don't know how much they're going to help right now. So I look at the Packers and go, they didn't really do anything to get better this yes. offseason. It's the same team.
0: And this is why we don't make predictions right now. We will make predictions after week three. I want to see how the young guys and the Packers look in the preseason. Yes, sure. Stuff like that. You yes. just want to see, okay, now let me project this out to doing 70 snaps a game right. 16 times. Right. Uh, so this information came out. About the teams that have to travel the most in mm. the NFL with their schedules. Now, this is the numbers aren't completely accurate, right? Because I know, like the Eagles, they have back-to-back West Coast games. They're staying out there, okay. But I think that that's a factor too. So, at no least, doubt it is. It's, you know it's a very mean?
1: underlooked factor, so really. Even in if professional you're not, football. Yeah, even if
0: you're not flying all the time right. and you are camping, the numbers will also reflect. Like that. Yeah. So the team that has to travel the most this season. Is the
1: Rams. I saw the t- that on the – that's all I know. So just
0: 32,600 miles. That's insane. That's insane. So I'm going to be betting against the Rams a lot this year. Oh,
1: it just, you know, it, what what really kills you there, the traveling, what, what people don't realize is just, you know, okay, yeah, late games, you're getting home late on a Monday, you know, you've been in a plane. It's just you don't get the recovery time. You're yeah. you're constantly catching up from traveling when you have to make long trips like the Rams will.
0: The other teams that have to travel the most that are that are important to me. Number 2, Oakland. Yeah. Oakland will be traveling a lot this year. Yeah. That's, that's something to pay attention to. Arizona is three. Miami is four. The L.A. Chargers are five. Now, the teams that don't have to travel hardly at all, less than 7,000 miles of travel, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the least amount of traveling in the league, so factor that into your early season predictions. I will be factoring that into mine. That Hold does up. matter yeah.
1: to me. Well, I I, I got to just look. So Pittsburgh this year, uh, so that they're the AFC North. They got to play the NFC North. So that's huge
0: because that's right in the Midwest, right?
1: And then they are playing. Let's see, who is it? The AFC South. So yeah, you're right. They don't have so, to leave, right? They don't ever
0: leave. So they're having three hour flights all wow, the time.
1: Easier, better than that. Hour and a half everywhere. I can't tell you my year in my years in Nashville, Tennessee, how awesome it was to be there as compared to Tampa. You know, Tampa. Okay, when you play your division teams, but every flight from Nashville was two and a half hours. Yeah, and that was a big thing as as compared to Tampa. Where we had to go on Did the west you coast. Guys
0: start off that season ten and zero.
1: In in uh, uh, in 2008 yes yeah, 10 and Did yeah, travel no. help
0: with that at all I you do think?
1: think so I will actually let, you know actually let me think about our schedule that year we played.
0: I am putting this. Ma- I'm putting this on my board when I make predictions this year.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, it's. You're right. We didn't have to go anywhere. Any anywhere far at all that year. We played the NFC North. I'm going to
0: see if I can find this from last year sure. and see if it correlates. Yeah. Second to last in the NFL in terms of travel, less than eight thousand. Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so Another yep. AFC Makes North. Sense, right. Third to last, Green Bay Packers. Right. So De- they're the same Detroit, thing. Detroit. Because they're, they're playing the AFC North right. and then the NFC North. But then in there too, Carolina. New England is at 17, right in the middle of the NFL. The Giants are at 9th. They're traveling 22,000. So, yeah, so you see, like, the NFC East is, like, kind of second to most. Yes. The the NFC West and the AFC West looks like they're traveling a ton
1: that's uh, that's unreal so the AFC West this year just so I'm wrapping my head around they got to play the AFC East and the NFC East Oh
0: so think about that they have to keep going East Ooh. Coast west coast that
1: is hey listen that's there's something to be said and I'm that's real, interesting into that the, my thinking
0: that the South and the the north they're kind of staying in the middle so yeah. they're kind of filling it out yeah so you know oh man we have to remember this end of the year well you know how there's always like a few divisions that feast on each other yep all right we'll see so the north is playing the south this year. Uh, I want to do so, uh, a, a little thing that I saw. It was an interesting t- statistic, and I'd like for you, Sims, to realize, um, so if you could pot up my, my computer music really quick, you are one of the last of a dying breed. Is that right? Yeah.
1: In which <sighs> way? You mean just like cool, really awesome white boy supreme guy?
0: Yeah. Can you guys give me my music really quick, Stymets? Oh, will give him his music, please. Thank you. Ah. There's an epidemic in the NFL right now. Mm. And if you think you can help, for the little price of $5 a day, you can bring left-handed quarterbacks back to the NFL. <laughs> do you know there's only one left-handed quarterback in the NFL right now? I do know. His name's Kellen Moore. I know. There's 96 guys throwing passes, and one of them, is a Southpaw? You know, there's been, ze- oh, there's been zero quarterbacks drafted in the last six drafts. Seventy have been drafted.
2: Zero not lefties, you mean? Zero
0: have been lefties. Yeah. There was one left-handed co- touchdown thrown in the NFL last season, and it was done by Des Bryant. Gosh,
1: that's unreal.
0: Sims is a left-handed quarterback.
1: Yeah, dying the breed.
0: You're not here anymore. They yeah. don't want you they don't need you and they don't think you're as important they definitely don't need me i know that for five dollars a day sims will get unsnipped and continue to possibly process more little left-handed babies to give the nfl what it's always needed what it didn't know it needed (laughs) a left-handed gunslinger Nah, my kids are playing baseball yeah, so uh, that's, there's no left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL, I, except n- Kellen Moore.
1: It's funny you're talking about this, because only reason I know it because my little boy's been talking about it lately. What he, do you mean? He's, he's asked about a few quarterbacks, if they're lefty or not, and I kind of went into lefty, my Is he a lefty, your son? No, he's a righty. Wow, uh, but you
0: can't even process My little them.
1: girl's a lefty, but yes, uh, I know, it's Kellen Moore. I mean... Gosh, in my days, in my years there, I don't know, other than me and Mike Vick, I don't remember any other lefties. You know, Of course, we had Mark Brunel, so I played against him. But Steve Young, Kenny Stabler, Mark Brunel, Michael Vick, those are some of the greatest lefties of all time. Jim Zorn, the old quarterback of the Seattle mm. Seahawks. It's a very short list. I'd like to think lefties are smart and just been like, yeah, "We'll play one of those other sports." Do
0: you? What I'd like to see is, do you think there are lefties that are coming out for the draft that are not being drafted, or they're just not there? No, they're just not there. Did you ever feel when you were coming up as a left-handed quarterback that people try – Well, you're Phil Simms' son, so yeah. I doubt they'd want to switch your position. But do you ever think that there are lefties that get moved to wide receiver because they're lefty? I don't at think an so. Early age? There is something.
1: To say though about the lefty thrower of a football, it does bother everybody at first. It bothers the coaches a little bit, it bothers receivers as they, you know, as you, whatever rank you were in. I mean, I remember in sixth grade, guys being like, Oh, I never caught a lefty football before. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Okay. It comes right at you, just like the ones from the right. It's fucking crazy shit,
0: huh? My question was more but do I've... you think teams are like, Look, the left tackle's important. If we go lefty, we need a good right. It kind of flips our entire offense. It changes the way our team is built.
1: It, it's definitely part of, like, I don't think that's actually going on. No, gotcha. I don't think that's going on. You just don't think there's it, options. It, yeah, there's no options. It does annoy coaches a little. Like, it annoyed Gruden that I was lefty. Like, he had to, like, flip formations. If you wanted to call, like, naked bootlegs, you got to remember, he had to remember, like, well, oh, I want to call it the other way so he can be running yeah. to his left. Those things. So it did bother. But I also just feel like when you're a lefty, I mean, it's like the same. It, the same thing people always say to me right now when I tell them, you know, if they don't realize I was a lefty, I go, yeah, I was a lefty. They go, oh, I bet you were a good baseball pitcher, huh? That's the first thing said to me. What? All the time.
0: That's a, that were you a good sense. baseball
1: pitcher? Because lefty it automatically goes to baseball pitching almost every time. so valuable. Exactly right.
0: It's, and underst- Jeff Samarja. Anytime I talk I about sports
1: in general, they, that's usually where it goes. I think he's a righty, Samarja.
0: But, man, I just thought that was really, really I know. It's crazy,
1: right? It really is.
0: Uh, All right. So I was thinking the other day with Jerry Jones getting into the Hall of Fame and we started talking about owners. I have been looking at owners for a long time Mm -hmm. because I have always said that how an owner made his money to buy the NFL team will probably determine how he will run that NFL team. And I think it's very funny that Jerry Jones has made the Hall of Fame because if you think about how Jerry Jones made his money. Jerry Jones made his money through oil drilling. Mm -hmm. How do you make money in oil drilling? You take wild shots and you hopefully hit it. Jerry Jones is a very lucky NFL owner. He's hit on a lot of big things. He hit on Emmitt Aikman. He hit a little bit later with Tony Romo that late. But think about all the years. They haven't won a playoff game now in like 20 years. Yes. So it's hot and cold. And that's how Jerry Jones, he takes wild chances all over the place. Any
1: movie I see about an oil guy, they're always a little crazy. And it seems the same way. And and the team's a little crazy. And they get in
0: trouble and whatever else. So take a look at the successful teams in the NFL. Robert Kraft made his money in paper and packaging. Yeah. Very formulaic. Right. Very structured. Then TV the contracts. So it's a complete dedication to structure and pro- mm-hmm. process with a flair for great stories. Tom Brady. Arthur Blank, I think, has been a very consistent owner. Yes. Home Depot. Yes. Strong foundation built onto the front office. Right. Always adding extensions. Sure. Paul Allen. The Seattle Seahawks, a team that is very forward-thinking and likes hybrids. Guess what? He founded Microsoft. They're a very good company. Steve Bisciotti and the Baltimore Ravens, they're always seemingly good. He made his money off of staffing, engineering, and technology. I he hires one. the right guys. Ozzie Newsome, Harbaugh. They, they're always drafting good players. They know how to evaluate talent. Now you look at the bad owners. Jimmy, you got to
1: add the Maros and the Rooney's to that. I know their are stories. They're coming up they're, later. Okay, sorry.
0: The bad owners. Right. Jimmy Haslam. Yeah. Browns literally was just part of a five-year fraud scheme and had to pay a $92 million penalty. Right. That's the Browns. They're and, constantly yeah. taking this. And listens stuff.
1: to homeless people. On and listens
0: to homeless people. Stan Kroenke. You know how he made his money? The owner of the L.A. Rams. Is it a Walmart? Or? He married a Walmart heiress that he met on a ski trip, and he, he was doing real estate. <sighs> so he falls into good situations and then moves them. Right. L.A. Rams. <laughs> Todd Benson. The owner of the New Orleans Saints, car dealership. He doesn't he doesn't improve the team. He just stocks a, slaps a new coat of paint on him and tries to resell him. Every year it's the same old Saints. Good thing he's got Sean Payton. Oh my gosh. Dan Snyder is the ultimate. Dan Snyder made his money selling advertisements in inside buildings he was the first guy that went we could put ads inside buildings it is truly a product that has no purpose other than to make money yeah and that's how I think he runs Washington
1: well he makes a lot of money
0: yes on parking yeah. and seat licenses yes. and screwing over fans. Right. But every year it's, no, just just spend a lot of money in, in free agency. Get the players in here so we can make more money. Yeah. They don't see a long girl in mind. Yeah. I think it goes to the Maras and the Roonies. The Maras were a bookkeeper in the horse industry, mm. and they bought the Giants for $500. Yes. The Roonies, the lore has it that Rooney got the $2,500 he needed to buy the team from the horse track. These are two teams that really seem to always win by a nose. A photo finish. The Immaculate Reception. David Tyree. Santonio Holmes. And you know what? Every year, man, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling on that horse. There's a romanticism to that. I Look, you look back, the Jaguar, Shahid Khan. He made his money on bumper uh, on uh, what's it called? bumpers for cars. yeah, and that's how the Jaguars have been treated for the last ten, fifteen years. What's your eagles take with your owner there? Well, the Eagles is very funny to me because their dad, his dad started a movie theater company yeah and he ha- he was able to buy the Eagles because of money that he got from his mom. And you know that I think that he had a weird thing where he kind of felt that Andy Reid was that great father figure. Right. And that's, I think he's got a daddy issue because he's gotten it from there. And it's, they're always looking for, you know, the right head guy. The Ford family, their best players only last nine years in Detroit, just, just like their cars. I'm telling you. And that's why I think the Packers are the funniest ones. Because the Packers' owners are 360,000 shareholders. Yes, they are. And it's hard to get them on the same page. And every year this team starts off an absolute mess for six to seven weeks. But you know what? When 360,000 people come together and for one goal and they pray at the same time. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, please save us once again. A lot of Hail Marys (laughs) seem to happen for that team. So I do think there's a correlation between your team and how your owner runs that team. And, And there's just that success. And and coming together and you look at how the Patriots, it's just form and function. And you look at the teams that just can't seem to get it right. And they're always just, you know, figuring it out.
2: Hey, yep. Jerry
0: Jones will hit a well every now and then. Right. And the thing is when you hit a well, you're set for life. And that's how Jerry Jones goes. Yeah,
2: you've had this in your in your book for like a year now, yeah. we wanted to discuss this. So
0: I just, yeah, I thought it was perfect with Jerry Jones going into the Hall of Fame. And now as we're getting closer to the season, we're going to talk about more like next week. What did we see in preseason week one? I don't need to preview it now. When you're watching this weekend, if you've if you seen the catch games, focus on the rookies yeah. that we want to see. Right. Focus on the new free agents. Uh, don't pay attention to how the drives are going.
1: You can pay attention to little things they do schematically because they can maybe be a little bit of a preclude to what the team might be trying to do this year a little different
0: philosophically. But for us, it's always how do they look in the jersey? How do the rookies look? Do they stand out? The first week or two is very much who looks like an NFL player.
1: Yes, sir. I agree. Totally 100%. It's all there is to it. You, you can't put a lot of stock into these first early games, too, because some teams are a little farther ahead in far as far as their installation. Yes. Some teams want their team to get off to a good start, even in a preseason game, even though it's a preseason. Like I would think like you know, new coaches. New coaches game plan for the first preseason game because they're like, well, it's my new era. I want to get the fans believing, the teams believing in the new head coach. Mm. I'm going to throw in a few little game plan plays for week one of the preseason so just to change the vibe. It's not horrible. Right. I understand it. You're framing them. Framework of your team, I like think, that. Change the vibe.
2: You know, we're go- we're gonna we're gonna winning this year. We're winning. It's not about tricking the other team. It's about getting your own team ready. No to play. doubt about it. It's not gonna
1: be like something that they've drawn up in the dirt. They've been saving yes. for like week eight yeah. in a big game. It's just like a few plays that give them an advantage to get them going.
0: Real Eagles fans will never forget yep. the first preseason game that Terrell Owens was on the roster against the Ravens mm-hmm. when Donovan McNabb dropped back play action and went deep for 80 yards at TO and that season was set from there on
1: Right it's such a an Andy Reid John Gruden West Coast thing to do is you know get that all. I used to get mad at Gruden during this, Because like especially when I was a starter, I'd come out of the game and he would get frustrated, Gruden, right? Like in the third quarter of a meaningless fucking preseason game. And he'd start calling some of our best plays that we don't even run in the season very much in preseason game number two. Because he was getting pissed off that whatever defense was doing good and his third string quarterback wasn't getting off. And
0: you're like, can you please call I us? would literally be on the sideline
1: going, are you fucking kidding me calling this play? Like Man. I would, I would yell out loud. Drive me crazy.
0: Uh, I want to do one quick whoa big offseason. I don't. We don't whoa. Have enough time. The other ones were Marlon Mack, running back for the Colts. Chuck Pagano says he looks incredible out there, uh, and maybe that's to motivate Frank. Or they need someone other than Frank. I love Frank. Yes. And the other one is Kenny Galladay, the third round pick for the Lions. Yeah. The reports are that this six four wide receiver, Chad Ochocinco, says said he looks incredible, has that it factor, right? The, and um, they're saying that in the red zone, no one can touch him. Um. But he, NIU, he's Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois, right?
1: Exactly. I watched him a little coming out. You know, again, I'm really responsible for the first two rounds. I did watch him. I never thought he was a superstar. I thought he was a. Um, Allen Robinson, mm. um, the other kid that got drafted, Chris Goodwin type of yes. player. That's really what I thought he was. like Not a superstar going to fly by you, but yeah. has enough speed to run by his size and can adjust the ball and catch jumping. We are balls.
0: recording this Tuesday. Hard Knocks starts tonight. I'm going to have to hopefully... The, the house that Chris Sims built. Hopefully the hotel has HBO that I'm going to. But the one big offseason that will definitely be a storyline in the whole Hard Knocks Roberto Aguayo battling with Nick Folk, Mm. your best friend Roberto Aguayo. Dirk Cutter says that Aguayo has been lights out. Uh, Best day of training camp was a two a day recent, or the uh, seven for seven. Best day in a long time. He looked great. Roberto was money on both ends. I don't think he missed all day. He was money. Good. Uh, You think it'll be that? That's going to be a storyline. All hard knocks. That will
1: be fun. And the fun thing I used to get about like kicking competitions, like it's real pressure. That's
0: pressure. I love when it's the whole team sitting that, there. That
1: stuff goes on, and
0: we're all looking at you. Uh, and because the true thing is, if you can't handle that, no. you're not going to be able to handle the game.
1: I always argue it's really the truly the most pressure. Like it, the rest of football is a reactionary sport, right? Like yeah, there's pressures. You're going to the line of scrimmage, at third I and eight, and you might go. I see. Yeah, but your mind I has react. to go to everything else, right? Exactly, right. So you go, oh yeah, it's third and eight, and there's not a lot of time left. Yeah, this is a big play, and then you're like, oh wait, what are they doing? Oh shit, right. I got to get to this. Oh, he's coming off the edge. Let me move. and we throw it. Where a kicker is. Just going, I got to strike Make this ball this. perfectly. Oh shit. Here yeah. it comes. Oh shit. Yeah.
0: Not everyone in the stadium knows what you're trying to accomplish on offense. Not everyone in the stadium knows what you're trying to accomplish on defense. But everybody knows. Yeah. there is success or there is failure with this kick, oh. and that's it,
1: man. Well, I was uh, it's I It's like me and beer pong. I was ask in, Josh. That's <laughs> Josh. He
2: gets very emotional.
1: I
0: was in Tampa for the downfall of Martín
1: Gramatica. Undefeated. undefeated. We've remember? never lost.
0: Never don't lose ever. Wow. Like we just go to places and, and it's dominate and it's pretty intimidating. Just
1: run people out of the bar. I I don't know. Who knows who you're playing? Against. You're playing against a bunch of NYU kids. Like whoop-de-do. Probably. Yeah. That's all right. Though. What,
0: what story were you telling about? I a was kicker? just gonna say
1: I saw the downfall of Martin Gramatica and just the pressure he was in. Martin Gramatica was like the greatest kicker in the NFL, and I got there that year in the year after they won the Super Bowl, and he progressively got worse. It's yes. like. He had a few issues with his lower leg, and all of a sudden it was like he forgot how to kick, and he was off the team and out of the league in no time.
0: I remember David Akers was one of the first kickers that took up like karate. And I always remember his move after he kicked field goals was he would put his arms together his hands together and kind of do a little bow. Right. And I always thought there was a correlation between the mental strength that they teach you mm-hmm. in like fighting like yeah. that and the focus to kick field goals. That's why is amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. The gray kickers have this unbelievable cockiness where you wanna go They're like cornerbacks. You wanna go, dude, you're not a rock star. You're the fucking kicker. Shut up. Get uh, out of here. But what they is- think they are.
0: Uh, Matt Bowen you used to talk about Robbie Gould all the time. I bet, right. That he was the cockiest dude on the team. No doubt about it. I, I mean, uh, Prater up with Detroit, yes. I was with him. he's
1: cocky as hell. Rob Baronis, God rest his soul, died yes. in the car accident a few years ago. Cocky as hell. I mean, you couldn't I tell. Par- I, You're 75 yards away, and you got you have a, like no angle to hit this. You'd yeah. be like,
2: I'm going to hit it. Not Ooh. a kicker, but I think a McAfee on the field last year, punting. Super. Yeah, same, same cocky. kind of Yeah, Brandon, kind of Brandon
0: McManus hit a 73-yarder training Yeah, camp.
2: I saw that. That's pretty
1: phenomenal. He's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Uh, but the best is uh, the guy from Baltimore.
1: Uh Yeah, Texas. Uh,
2: Justin. Justin Tucker. Yep.
0: yep. Fucking he's amazing. Yeah. Alright, uh, Steinmetz, let me get audio to my computer. I Did wanna... you do Twitter questions yet? Uh, I have not. Okay. But I want to get to uh, a loyal listener and an absolute fan DM'd me on Instagram. Mm. And he said, listen, I listen to the podcast all the time. Can I send you an open uh, for the podcast I kind of did a remix of it and I was like all right his name is Rod Simba you can follow him on Instagram rod r o d s y m b a he actually posted our conversation on dm and said it was a dream come true it is Rod Simba and the regulators uh his other friend that he does with chop 2x chop yeah so let me just play you kind of what they played for our intro mm-hmm. I was so happy when <laughs> I heard <laughs> this <laughs> regulators. Regulate any stealing of this property with the It's so good. good but it's Warren Ged off the street. Gotta be hey. the hey. I like that. Hey. It's good. Hey. It is uh, it is a four-minute song. I don't know why I just stopped. My computer stopped. Um, it is a four-minute song, and there are so many different beats in there. Now, I want to give Rod I so like much love. I like how that love. bass was hitting. What happened? I, I don't sh- know what happened to my computer, dude. Sometimes weird stuff happens. I'm not a fan. Uh, but I want to give these guys a huge shout-out. He did say that they would be willing to really get together and truly make something. And like a voiceover. That would be awesome. Rod, I'm telling you this right now. I will give you guys all the, the praise and all the props. I will retweet. I will repost on Instagram. Uh, I love what you guys – I kind of want to give everybody a taste. If you guys are really willing to do that – Go for it. Rod Simmon, the regulators. We will promote you all the time, and we love you, and we appreciate you guys for listening. This and they are big fans, and they listen.
1: Yeah, we appreciate it. I want to listen to more of this as soon as uh, Lefkowitz can like, figure out how to hit the play button or he's been infected with viruses. I don't know, literally. How,
0: Pornhub.com viruses. They're from, they're from Delaware and Ohio, and they made this for us, and I'm really, really appreciative because it sounds awesome.
2: It does. I like how that bass was hitting right there. Stymus just killing it with the drops today. Here, you know
0: what? Here, let me get audio real quick to my computer again. This is where I continue. Hey, hey. Now I can freestyle on this hard. I will. Oof. Rod, you killed it, Rod. Hey.
2: And there's like more. I mean, this is a long remix. Yeah, it's like over four this minutes. no joke.
0: What was the name of that track again? Why Cry. Why Cry. I love it. Are you willing to fully adopt this as our new? Yeah, I'm down for whatever. Okay. So yeah, so on uh, Monday, we'll, st- we'll th- that will be the new one. Okay, and then Rod, if you want to continue to actually make a real, real, real big one, we'll go through with that. Yep. and that we'll just keep adopting. Rod, it's your baby. Cool,
1: now. Rod, you take care of it, man.
2: Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Don't expect a paycheck from Bleacher Report though.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right, so let's Seriously. get to some more <laughs> Twitter questions.
2: <laughs> right. All right, Twitter questions. <laughs> David Aziz, D Aziz, sixty four. I'm going to read his tweet, and then i got to read you a quote. His question, what do you think about Josh Rosen telling BR that football and school don't mix, how some players don't belong in school? So David was referring to a Q&A that came out on Bleacher Report today with Josh Rosen, here's what Josh said. Yeah, Look, football and school don't go together. They just don't. Trying to do both is like doing two full-time jobs. There are guys who have no business being in school, but they're here because this is the path to the NFL. There's no other way. Then he goes on to say, then there's the other size that says raise the SAT eligibility requirements. Okay, raise the SAT requirement at Alabama and see what kind of team they have. You lose athletes, and then the product on the field suffers. That's from UCLA quarterback it, Josh Rosen. I fucking love this it's, kid. He's,
1: he's, the Rosen one, is, he's a thinker for a young kid. He really is. He's, I love him. Um, I mean, I don't know if he should have taken necessarily the shot at Alabama there, but, that, but, he but he makes, yeah. he's making the point. I understand what he's trying to say. Um, it's very hard. I chose football over school, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've told you before, Mac Brown had the old thing where he'd go, school first, football second. And he'd hold up school first with the two,
2: oh, that's football amazing.
1: second with the one. Who said that? Mac Brown. he goes, go, hey, remember, school first, football second. So, it's a great (laughs) way to do it. I wish people, if you're not watching on video, he was going to school first with the two-up, football second with the one-up, and it's amazing.
0: What would be the reaction from all the guys? They would laugh?
1: Oh, yeah, we loved it. We loved it, right. I mean, that's why, I mean, we really did love Mac Brown. There's no doubt about it, and uh, it is a very, very hard thing to balance. If you truly go, hmm, I have a gift, and I have a chance here to be, like, a legitimate NFL player, which you kind of know by the time you're at least a sophomore in college, because you have other NFL Guys on your team, or you start to realize, like, wow, I'm playing pretty good out here on the field. I'm actually pretty damn good. I got a chance here. Uh, And you try to go all in on the football thing. Yes, it's going to hurt the academic part of it. I found it very hard to balance because I was obsessed with football. I have an issue with it all through our country because in every other, you know, Anything in life, any other profession in life, you're allowed to go attack it and go do it. But in football, oh, how dare you just be good at football? You better be educated, too. Nobody cares about the rock stars or the actors that never go to college. Never hear one damn thing about it. Don't hear anything about Bill Gates not going to college. Don't hear about any of that kind of crap. But when it comes to sports players, oh, yep, they better get, we're going to be self-righteous and tell them how to live their life. Now, some guys, their gift in life is their athletic ability. And They 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 don't have brains. Sorry. I mean should should we start should we start banning the Jewish guy who's not a good athlete but he's only a good doctor? We can be like you can't play you can't shoot a, a free throw. You can't be a doctor like that. That's a
2: ridiculous.
0: I think the one i uh, sorry, that continue. was a rant. No, no the, my But conti- does that make by point Makes sense? Continuing there? off your rant? The one makes thing sense that, or no? I, yeah, think I so lost you on the Jewish doctor part. Well, I was Bye. just saying
1: like that's his gift. But we don't downfall him because he's not good at it's, anything athletically. It's, but it's so because of but the we do one thing about yeah.
0: college athletes that's beginning to really fucking annoy me. Right. Holding the free education over their heads yeah. like they've been given a gift. I know. Right. Like, that's the gift. Right. Like, you know what? We can find eight more of you, Deshaun Watson or Derrick Henry. Yeah, like, go, you're out there. Oh, yeah. All right. Go but, ahead and get them. But, but, but you're getting a free education from us. I know. And it's like, listen— I don't know. Oh, you mean
1: my $9,000 state fee to go to Alabama? Whoa, so I'm getting 36000 at the end of the year, and you made 190000 the first year on my
0: jersey sale. Yeah. That's what you're telling me? This is See, what's really funny is the same emotion I feel when we talk about environment or food. I yeah. feel about college athletics. Yeah, good. Because it's a, I guess our point in this is to keep talking about it, because if you don't, they get away with it. But it just feels like these co- colleges can do whatever the fuck they want. I agree.
1: And I just think it's ridiculous that we downfall
2: people. Like, this is their gift in life. Let's do just your flourish best, their gift.
0: Do your best Twitter question because oh, we have a lot of iTunes. My best. Her- okay,
2: well, we did have someone tweet in and ask if uh, me and Sims could arm wrestle. I kind of think that might be a Twitter video. Like, Sims and I can arm wrestle after this and you can shoot it. Okay. It will uh, only be four seconds long. Yeah, it's lie. not going to be a long video. That's <laughs> I think you
0: overshot. it. Okay.
1: Second and a half. Uh, <laughs> 3.5. I, know, I, I actually, actually like, want to smash his hand to the desk, though. I want to smash. (laughs) smash. Smash it. Like, you would crack the glass. I'll be happy if I could like break his hand or something. Yeah, that's
0: the problem with like messing around with Sims is you know he has that extra gear that if he really wants to, <laughs> you're going to hurt for a few weeks.
2: <laughs> yeah! Good. And that was, uh the guy that sent that question was you bastard at Tybor Speedy <laughs> Yeah, his Yabastard. Twitter handle. I love uh, Okay, so I wasn't prepared to pick one more question, so I'll just go with one more. Brizzy at NBrisco17, where would you rank Devin McCourty among mm. all the free safeties in football? Ooh. Hashtag for the pod. He was your number one. Two years ago, he was. You're right. Uh, he is very much up there. So I got the teams in front
1: of me. Okay, uh, and we're talking about free safety. He's definitely in the converse. He's right away in the top three or five right off the okay. bat. Um, I think. Of, I just think of like him, Earl Thomas. Okay, Tyrone Matthew. I would rather have Devin McCourty. I think. Mm.
0: I don't like the way Tyrone Matthew looks right now.
1: No way. Well, sure, he's so. a little scary. I mean, yeah. especially with the injuries. All right, I'm just going through them. Just give me a second. He, uh, Di- uh, Earl Thomas. McCordy.
0: Minnesota Vikings.
1: Minnesota Vikings, certainly. Harrison Smith is in that conversation. Is TJ Ward, is he a free safety or a strong safety? No, I think Darian
0: Stewart would be the free safety on the team.
1: You think so? Yeah, I know. I don't know. They kind of use them as both. both. So it's, it's a little hard. But regardless. Uh, oh, I mean, we got Eric Berry. I think he's considered a free safety. It's hard. Some teams kind of use guys in the same role. So
0: you're going to say comfortably top five. Comfortably top Landon five. Landon Collins.
1: Landon Collins. Is is he a strong safety or free safety? Again, so I don't know Shit. how technical we're being here, but regardless, he is definitely one of the top five, and I would say, actually, he's probably even higher than that because of position versatility. Like, the Patriots are afforded an extra corner because of Devin McCourty, basically, because right. if he gets if a corner gets hurt, he can move over there and hold down the fort. So certainly one of the best in the game one of the most underrated publicly but that's because New England only publicizes number 12 they don't publicize anybody else on their football team
0: all right we have a ton of iTunes comments and they're fucking great and you guys are amazing so here's how it works I'll say it again if you go on iTunes and you give us a five-star review I will 100% read your comments and they've been really good they've been awesome there was one recently that I that I don't have here so I I forget who it was but they were talking about Drew Brees Mm -hmm. and how we always shit on Drew Brees now he thinks it's unfair. Yeah, I'm going to read this this stat that I read today. Yeah. Drew Brees has 11 straight 4,000 yard seasons. Yeah, his the longest streak in the NFL history. Right. The next closest right now is Stafford and Matt Ryan, who each have six. We are a little hard on Drew Brees. Yes, we are. And I I think we need to give him credit. Yep, because he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. No doubt, and he's one of the best that's ever played. It, it gets back to the scheme versus ability thing. Yeah, but at the same point, like we were talking recently about a uh, Tom Brady staying healthy. Right. We need to give some credit to Drew Brees, who is a workout warrior. Yes, he is. Is always leading the locker room. True professional. Is always a great guy, and I think that we overlook him a lot when we talk about the best quarterbacks in the game. I think we need to admit that to ourselves. No,
1: we do. We definitely do. I think uh, to my own fault. If I was going to just like criticize myself for there, what happens to me with him sometimes, and it's not right, and I need to correct this is I get sick of the overrating of him at times like people talk like he's one of the five greatest of all time or the ten greatest of all time and no he is not in my eyes from that standpoint he's certainly an all-time great going to the Hall of Fame like
0: he's the best quarterback in that division right now and I know that Cam's really good in Jameis and Matt Ryan but I I think that Drew Brees is the most reliable guy in that division it's pretty close it is Uh, yeah yeah Talk about yeah. teams that don't have a defense I think every I, year. I
1: think I'd probably put him there, too. You're right. I think well, he's probably the most two reliable. Years, two
0: years ago, you made a lot of waves saying Jameis was the number 1 quarterback in the division like yeah. five games into the year. Right. And I just think that we need to self-scout ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been wrong about Breeze.
1: Yeah, well, you're right. I, I'm, I, I've definitely been too critical. No doubt about it. I, I would agree with that. Now... People get mad at me sometimes still and go, well, he's definitely one of the five best quarterbacks in football right now. No, he's not. There's no way at this age. He's still really awesome. Don't get me wrong. And you're right. We are too critical of him. Uh, I give maybe too much credit to Sean Payton. Yeah. um, Because I always play the game like, okay, I don't care about the 11 straight years of 4,000 yards. You know what I mean? It's just it's an overrated. Uh, stat this day and age with a team and an offensive coordinator head coach and Sean Payton that's the most creative there is and they're all about always going to put numbers because you always know my defense. I've always said this a million times like you look at all the other when Breeze is hurt, they put in the backups and they throw over 330 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. And you
0: do make a good point that Drew Brees does throw a lot of really important interceptions.
1: He has the last few years. No doubt about that as well.
0: I'm going to take back what oh, I said. What, I would put Cam Newton over Drew
1: Well, Brees. what I don't understand is, like, for all the other quarterbacks, winning is a big thing. All, like, everybody. Oh, he doesn't win. He doesn't Andrew win Brees in big. it has
0: been 8-8 eight eight for the last, like, six years.
1: But nobody – so that's yeah. where I get That's where I get frustrated. I guess I come off as personally against him where I just go, I just don't understand why he's not held to the same standard as everybody else. Yeah. That's where I guess I get annoyed.
0: All right, let's get to the iTunes comments. First one is INFTCD, and he tried to hide his name, but I know who it is. It's our good friend Ira. Uh, Ira. Ira Freehoff. Uh, big-time Patriots fans. I see him all the time at cook Shop. Run some restaurants Comfort Diner He's the man He said I became a loyal listener Several months ago At turns Informative humorous And thought provoking Listening to Sims and Lefkoe Has become a weekly must for me Recently their podcast Has moved beyond Being merely enjoyable It's become a vital part Of my day It so happens I herniated a disc Which is now pressing on nerves The pain can be intense Making it very difficult To fall asleep On the worst nights I queue up one of their episodes For a repeat listen It works like a charm And their dulcet tones Have me sleeping in no time We are literally Literally helping Ira get through nerve pain to fall asleep at night, and I want to say that our Ira, I love you. We love you. We all need to go there so you can meet him sometime. Yeah, soon, I would like Sims. to, right? But uh, I'm, I'm hoping we're helping. But thanks, that, Ira. I feel I, better, Ira. Yeah, I hope I we're helping better, too. Don't, don't go to opioids, Ira. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta save him from getting into that <laughs> shit. Uh, let's get into another person that has a I gripe. when
1: we say things like that Kendrick and I not know what up. to do.
0: Another <laughs> gripe uh, from us. Dominic Stanley from UK. He's UK, so the pole can Kentucky? He wrote... He wrote br- no. Brilliant podcast. Okay. Uh, his issue was, Sims is a funny guy, but I gotta disagree with one point. Yep. He's from England, so, quote, soccer is my first sport and I am completely di- uh, different to American football. Don't get me wrong, the skill players in America are generally a lot more physically gifted, but it is a completely different game and I think even if if all American football players had played soccer as youngsters, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi would still by far be the best players in the world.
1: I know. Well, I just don't agree with that. Yeah, respectfully you know, disagree. It, it, listen, they're they're awesome. I still think they would be one of the best players in the world. I th- I, don't, I won't deny that. I just don't think that, yes, again, like I've said a million times, if the Tyreek Kills of the world and the Le'Veon Bells in the world and the Odell Beckham Juniors of the world played soccer their whole life and not doing anything else because nobody in Europe does anything else, yeah that they would run the world of soccer.
0: Nature versus nurture. So
1: I'm, I'm trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to discredit, because I really do like those kind of guys in soccer. I like Cristiano Ronaldo. It's awesome that Neymar is saying, screw you to Barca and going over to... Barca. Uh, uh, yeah. PSG. They, yeah, sorry, that's cool. I Paris like Saint-Germain. it. Uh, Saint-Germain. Oh, plus,
0: like, dude, you're getting paid like 500000 $600,000 a week to live in Paris. Holy crap. Milan, Paris. Well, that just shows Man. you
1: how out of whack their contracts are compared to ours. I mean, did you see Namor? I mean, they're paying like five hundred million dollars to get
0: Namor. Yes. Speaking of contracts, uh, Chase Arsenault, amazing podcast. You guys have changed my view on quote greedy players, and I now see that players should try and get every penny, especially in the NFL. Thank his you. His question is when it comes to quarterback gurus like Bruce Arians, Hugh Jackson, but when it comes to DAC success, you never hear Scott Linehan or Jason Garrett mentioned with them. How much of their his success? based on their whispers? More
1: than they get credit for. I think it's a very valid point, actually. Um, Because, first of all, Linehan is a good coach. He did good things, uh, you know, offensively with the the Detroit Lions all those years. Wasn't
0: he part of that 1998 Vikings team going back to Robert Smith?
1: And he did some good things even when he was the head coach of the Rams. Like, offensively, they weren't the worst. Um, Yeah, so you're right. They don't get enough credit. Garrett, the one thing I think where people miss out on, like, uh, quarterback gurus. What quarterback gurus do more than anything make is make the guy comfortable. Exactly. and They make him believe yeah. in themselves. When you hear they, the
0: Bruce Arian stories right. about how he gave him confidence, Hugh Jackson is just an awesome guy to exactly. have around. Exactly.
1: They make them feel like, man, mm. I got a guy in my corner who's really pushing me um, but yet when I mess up he's not just absolutely scorching my life away. And the other thing you know what those guys can do? You know why else they're quarterback gurus? Not that they can teach anything about throwing, but they know a natural thrower when they see it.
0: So they can evaluate right. and move and on. And then they quickly. can
1: go, okay, you know, I don't have to teach them how to throw. I can just. Yeah. M- That's the bullshit
0: thing about Josh McDaniels uh, when he, were not Josh McDaniels, but Scott Lenehan and those guys, they get this coaching job, they don't get their quarterback, and then they're done. Yes. And they never had a chance. Yes. Speaking of quarterbacks that are growing, on Onasokian, love the show, love the topics you'll speak and the favor you show for players and all that. First question was do you see the NFL shortening the season? Uh, or the preseason? No, nope. because of money. Definitely nope. not happening. Yep. And in addition, Jimmy Garoppolo and whether the player, the Patriots should extend his contract and cut Brady? Not okay. Extend his contract, but also what about Jacoby Brissett?
1: Yes. I, all right. So. There was a lot of things there. What was the first part there you you said? I just wanted to comment on it real quick there. The
0: shortening of the season?
1: Oh, yeah, the shortening. Yeah, just to hit that right away. I mean, yeah, what most people don't realize, I know you know this, is preseason the owners rack up big cash, right? This is what just to, if you haven't listened to us before, the preseason, you know, game preseason game number three, you don't have to write a check to Tom Brady for $2 million for that one game, right? Or 1 million, 1.5, whatever it may be. Everybody's making just a few hundred dollars, yeah. but yet the owners are still making money. Money like it's regular season game number two. Exactly. So they r- rack up on it.
0: Future and- of Jimmy G and Jacoby. Percet. Right.
1: So that's what this is to me. This is where this this whole thing's going. Uh, they didn't want to trade Jimmy G r- quite yet because I think. And we all know, and we agree, they're gonna they're going to the Super Bowl, the Patriots, unless yeah. something crazy happens. And if let's just say Brady did hurt his knee Week Ten, they're still going to go to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I don't know if we would have said that if it was Jacoby Brissett. I think next year, though, we will see Jacoby Brissett be the number two. I think they really like him. People I talk to up there Ooh. rave about him. My dad raved about him last year. My dad was taken aback, I think, by Jacoby Brissett. So you
0: think they're going to try and move Garoppolo because they're confident in Brissett?
1: I think Brissett's going to be yes, the next guy in line. So yes. That-
0: after this year, because this you year. do not mess up a Super Bowl opportunity if you know Garoppolo is ready to win it, so they don't think Brissett's ready to win it. this I, year. I
1: think they would probably have more. They probably would go. We might be able to still win this, but I think they just feel like we can run our normal offense if Tom somehow got hurt with Jimmy Garoppolo and nothing has to change.
0: That's why I'm betting on the Patriots all season. I mean, they beat they beat the Cardinals with Jimmy Garoppolo and then came out with Jacoby Brissett and still. Well, they won. beat
1: the Dolphins and yes. then he got hurt in the second quarter of the game, where he already had had
0: 232
1: yards and three touchdowns, and he was driving for the fourth when he got hurt.
0: We just had the Hall of Fame, Giles, 1994, Best Bleacher Report podcast, great podcast, love having two episodes per week. Do you think Andre Johnson is a Hall of Famer?
1: Yes, I do. And
0: if he had a decent quarterback, how good could he have really been?
1: Oh Well, I do think Matt Schaub was better than people want to give him credit for when they were there with the Houston Texans. They just didn't have the complete team in general. Like, they weren't always great on defense. Yes, Uh, But yes, Andre Johnson, Excuse me, that, that was, was a
0: burp. So gross.
1: Andre Johnson, it's
0: like one of a podcast. little gas. No, oh, but Damn. definitely
1: a hall of famer though. Yes, um, freak of nature. One of the freakiest guys I've ever been on the field with.
0: All right, Zool Flyer. Uh, his comment was, "Where does the Tyler Rose rank? Uh, best Oh, books- the Tyler Rose.
1: You don't know who the Tyler Rose is? I don't. Come on, Texas running back.
0: Okay. Oh, Earl gotcha. Campbell. Perfect. So best right. sports podcast by far. Sims and Go are as real as it gets discussing the unvarnished truth about the NFL. Producer Josh Fendricks tries to keep them in line. Have to throw props to Josh. I'm 59, and I got my 29-year-old son onto the podcast. He's hooked. You don't hear that I love every it. Love it. Y'all were ranking running backs all time I the can't other day believe it.
1: We didn't say and him. And left
0: off Earl Campbell.
1: Fuck me. I'm an knowing idiot. Knowing
0: that Earl to the left, Earl to the right, Earl up the middle shortened his career. Where yes. is he on your all-time list?
1: He, I am so disappointed. Into myself because I've said this list before. Earl Campbell is definitely in the top five, if not maybe number four for me. In a lot of ways, I cannot believe I forgot him. Yeah, you're really
0: you should be embarrassed. I really should. Yeah, what be. the fuck, Sims? Uh,
1: I really like that 59 year old dad though, t- teaching his 29 year old. So dad is he cool. up there in top five? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think he would. He was in the conversation. He'd be in the conversation for maybe probably number four for me. He's all time, he's up there
0: for top five. F- YouTube clips of all time when his jersey got ripped off and he kept running. A beast. Incredible.
1: Yes. I I wish
0: they brought back those jerseys. I mean, they were going. That players could tear away. People
1: don't realize those teams he was on were good in Houston just because of him. They were going to like the AFC Championship game and losing the Steelers in the 70s. That's the phrase
0: Earl to the left, Earl to the right, Earl to the middle. That was was. their only
1: play. Right. And same with him when he was at Texas. That's all he did. Uh, He was a lot like Ricky Williams, except, you know, he just didn't have the off the field issues. But Earl, man. Great guy too, and he's permanently basically crippled. It's so because sad. of Earl up to the middle, Earl to the left, Earl to the right.
0: Fun podcast question: John Matthews, Sims and Left Go, Rushmore. Originally from Chicago, I'm currently in Istanbul, Turkey, traveling across Europe. You guys are the best. I throw my headphones on and I binge on the train from city to city. Been with you guys since the first cycle of jersey numbers. Love it. I could, quote, get in the weeds a bit to show you some love, but I'd rather just use an American monument as a ranking tool. My Simson Lefko guest Mount Rushmore is Idris Elba, Warren Sapp, the entire Sims family, and then the newest <laughs> member, Justin Pugh. Who you guys got?
2: Uh, uh. Uh, Bart Scott has to be up there. Oh,
0: Bart Scott, I think Idris Elba is 100% Absolutely. there.
1: Absolutely. I think Sapp's in there, too.
0: He, the whole Sims family, so that includes Phil, your brother, and the That's not include kids. the Sims family. Well, if they're that not, they Phil cool, would feel, I feel like Phil would be up there. Philip. I'm like at the list was cooler. Right now. <laughs> You think Philip was cooler than yeah, Phil?
2: When he said, up your ass, Philadelphia. Uh, Dark horse for me, Rick Buker. buker uh, has been great. Buecher has been great. On some of these podcasts. Yeah, uh,
0: keep scrolling. Who else? Well, Look at the teams. Mike Vick Vic was pretty awesome to us. Mike Vick was our first guest that cursed.
1: And he did two. He came on oh, twice. Yeah. Yep. Brandon Marshall was pretty good. Uh,
2: you remember when we had Matt Walsh on?
1: Oh, yes. oh yeah, we did. That improv. was funny. And Paul Shear, yep. right?
2: Paul Shear was super funny. We had
1: some good com- uh, comedians there.
2: Uh, Jack Del Rio, eh, he wasn't that great. Oh, Pac Man was awesome. Oh, Pac Man was awesome.
0: Pac Man is one of my favorites. You're right. Pac Man's story about how he's the toughest M motherfucker in the NFL was amazing. He, yes. I had friends hit me up and go, I never knew Pac-Man was that cool.
1: He's really cool. He was here in New York recently, too, yeah. and Lefko knows that. Awesome, guys. <laughs> uh, okay,
2: and then one more that I'll just throw out there. Thomas Davis skyping in from his car, yes. and Sims going, oh. you
0: took my spleen. Why did you take my spleen, Thomas? And that he just had awesome. no idea
2: what to do. Yeah. No, he did not. And the
0: entire Super Bowl one, where we had all those guys. Had everybody. Yeah. Right. That was great. Was hey, great. we
2: got to wrap this thing up. All right, uh, so what are we doing here? I'm going
0: to do uh, a few more quick ones. Rapid fire. Uh, Rapid-fire iTunes reviews.
1: Does do you think he deliberately tries to make it the longest podcast every single
0: time? Well, no. I mean, we went on an unexpected 10-minute rant about the environment and health, so that was unexpected. Shut your mouth, Lefko. Uh, Shout-out to Natty underscore B. Shout-out to New York Giants uh, fan 55. What up? Uh, This one, Thomas Hayden, best football podcast out there. I've been listening to you guys regularly for the past six months. Because of y'all, I now look forward to the mundane environment of a long flight or road trip. Uh, the differences in Chris and Adam, it reminds me of Mike and the mad dog back in the day, which is, that's a really,
1: are you Mike and I'm the mad dog or is it the other way around?
0: No, I would definitely, uh, Oh yeah. What do you think? I guess I,
2: you're the mad dog. I'm the mad yeah. dog, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Eh, uh, sometimes up, you guys boys. are both. I actually discovered this podcast because I grew up in Dallas as a diehard Longhorns fan and was Googling old Sims Hook highlights. Hook 'em horns, baby! I remember being fascinated as a kid watching him throw missiles on live TV against Shoo. LU. <laughs> it would have been awesome to see him play in a Super Bowl.
1: Uh, yep, that was my dream.
0: Uh, Poopy McPooper face,
1: <laughs> man, I'm Oof. so disappointed that didn't happen.
0: Uh, absolutely love this podcast, amazing content. Shout out to Lefko. live in Louisville and been a big fan since his days on local news. What did you think of Louisville? And for Sims, I live close to Southern High School. Does your does your dad ever talk about when he went to high school there?
1: Of course, Southern High. Come on, we still uh, get back there every now and then. Um, my dad, just for uh, Poopy McPoopy face, is Pooper face. He grew up in, like, the field right over the fence in the backyard of Southern High School, if he wants to know that as well, but... Uh, yeah, we talk about Louisville all the time. Yeah, we talk about Southern High School. Yeah. He always gets into stories about his brothers. And... I go to
0: Louisville once or twice a year. It's my favorite city to go to. I have a lot of really good friends. Good I don't people. like I don't like going to Derby anymore because it's a lot of people that are not from there that yes, go there. Right. I like to go for like the other events. Yeah. Uh, and the food is amazing, and the, everybody loves to drink. I know some of and my bars are open till four. Louisville Sims family,
1: like my cousin David. What's up, David? He listens What's sometimes. Up, David? I hope hey, he's David. listening.
0: Uh best football podcast hands down O'Neilio 15 um sh- 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 sh. Question for you guys, let's make this one quick. What do you expect out of Matt Stafford and the Lions? Can they win the North?
1: Okay, Matt uh, I made a little waves last week cuz I said Matt Stafford was the third best quarterback in football. Yes, yep. they can win the North. The North really I think if you look at it, it's them or Minnesota the two best teams. Yes, Aaron wow. Rodgers and the Packers are the the uh, you know, wild
0: card. They are the popular team.
1: Yeah, of course they are because you know, most the general fan just goes, "Well, who's the quarterback? Oh, they're going to be good." Okay. Which is not
0: a bad theory. I understand
1: it works to a degree. But yes. Matt Stafford's good. Matt Stafford, and Sam
0: Bradford's better than people thought. Getting last year. a little
1: offensive line there finally. Yes, if Amir Abdullah can stay healthy, I do. But I, I, I think there's a lot of pressure on Matt Stafford because the last few years it's just been Matt yeah. Stafford and Terrell, Terrell Austin running that whole team. And
0: my fear for the Lions this year, and pay attention the next few weeks in in practice right. and all that. Their D line has suspensions and injuries. Yes and they're relying on a rookie linebacker, and their secondary didn't get that and much Ezekiel better. And Ezekiel Anza can't have two sacks.
1: Yes. Now, wait, wait, well, last thing. If we're going to talk about, that's the other thing. <laughs> like, we talk about, like, our guy who commented like, we don't appreciate Drew Brees enough. Like, Matt Stafford's the opposite. Mm. He doesn't get enough. He it, it truly is. Matt Stafford is one of the We're go- the
0: only guys giving him love.
1: He's one of the greatest throwers of the football in the history of the game. He's ultra-talented, and I really just think because he's in the same division with Rogers, Rodgers, he gets overshadowed. If you
0: know Simpson Lefko, we talk about a few topics all the time. Health in Environment, people getting enough money, and our love for Odell Beckham. We're going to end on that. R-D-N-H-K, Pure Golden Entertainment. It's the one podcast I listen to religiously. I never miss an episode. With the NFL having international aspirations, how valuable is OBJ to that plan? Uh, I live in Hong Kong. I'm surrounded by people who don't know American football, but guess what? They know Odell Beckham Jr.
1: He is... uh The first worldwide marketing marketed player. I feel like that's not a quarterback. I mean, you saw like they sent the NFL hasn't
0: even been marketed by the NFL. No,
1: right, and it's just coming. uh, And and I think that's that's the calm before the storm here. That's why I've been saying all along: the Giants need to sign him right now. Get it done stop wasting time, stop wasting dollars. You're going to be a distraction all off season. I do think that's going to go on behind the scenes. I really think one of these days we're going to wake up and they're going to go Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Giants agree to a 6-year $125 million. Yes. Hey, we're going to wake up one day and it's going to happen here any day soon. But yes, He is very close to the face of the league, and it is guys like him that uh, can rub off on maybe some of the -the outside-the-box fans of the NFL.
0: Enjoy all the preseason games. Enjoy Hard Knocks. If you're watching stuff in Hard Knocks tonight and you want to tweet at the uh, podcast Twitter account, uh, actually, this podcast is fucking coming out Thursday, Yep, isn't it? we're Let's get this podcast out Stop Wednesday out afternoon.
2: Wednesday afternoon? Yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to get this podcast out now. Let me just give you a quick schedule for the next week. Enjoy uh, preseason number one. We will break it down on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an interview with Grunk coming out. We have an interview with Judevi and Clowney. We are going to have an interview with Warwick Dunn. Not anymore. No more Warwick Dunn? Cancelled. Damn. I didn't fucking want it. Was it because of
2: me? Just kidding. Yep. They heard you were on the podcast, Sims, and they said we don't want to do it. All right. Yes.
0: So we have Gronk and we and Clowny. have Clowny coming up in the next few weeks, and then each week we'll spend Monday breaking down the preseason games from the week before.
1: I've got some things working with guests. I'm not going to throw them out there yet, Ooh. but Sims I got things is working, working on some big ones. I am. I'm working on some big ones. We're not going to get them right now or next week, but I just get me to like get to like week three or four of the preseason, and we might have some. good Back ones. to the old days. Awesome. Sims yeah.
2: booking producer.
1: Hit Fuckin us up A.
0: at iTunes. Leave that five star comment and review. You guys are awesome. Uh, For Sims Peace out homies. For Fendrick Good night everybody. I want to say a thank you to everybody out there that's making this podcast as fun as it's been. Rod Simba and the regulators hit us up with that new intro bro this is exciting. We're going to get that new one starting on Monday Love everybody. See you next week